Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit God bless you guys. My pastor Charles Ellis here at Harvest Night Church and Harvest Night Steel. Got a special guest in the studio as always. I'm bringing in a little bit more frequently. Got the man of God, Elder Curry Williams, out of my hometown, Saginaw, Michigan. We're looking for him to bring us a great word on tonight. For those who are preparing yourself to move forward and hear what the word of God is going to speak in the night, well, you come to the right place. Got this great man of God coming out of Eric Curry Williams Ministry there in the city of Saginaw, Michigan. Always been a great friend of mine. Always been a great speaker. Oratorical performance is not a great thing for his, but he's a very good breakdownist as I talk about the process of the Word of God. We're not going to delay ourselves. We're going to kind of move on right in. Let the music kind of look silent in the background. And we're going to hear what this man of God has to say on tonight. So I'm going to turn it right over to him and bring him right in. Elder, are you there? Let's go and get you moving. Yes, yes, sir. Get you, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what you call a... a, a Five, four, three, two, and hey, man, it's, it's, it's all yours, man. That's what the word of God has to say coming from the kingdom of God. It's in your hands. Amen. God bless you, Apostle uh, Ellis. Um, we're going to go right into the lesson tonight. Um, we began a, a couple of weeks ago with a series on what you need in the wilderness. And we're going to keep it simple and straightforward and to the point tonight. We're just going to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, before we go any further, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these hearts and these minds that are here tonight, O oh God, in your presence. We ask, O oh God, tonight that all flesh would be lowered in your sight, Lord, and that you would be lifted the more that you would be glorified, Lord, that your people would be edified. We ask you tonight to continue to be with us, Lord and to continue and touch us that we might receive the more of you. These and all of the blessings we thank you for in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we began teaching a series just talking about what you need in the wilderness. And uh, coming up, I don't have it quite all together tonight. We're going to bring a, a word concerning love, but right now we want to continue on what we previously discussed concerning the wilderness. And tonight's uh, scripture is coming from the book of Job, the 22nd chapter, and we're going to start right about the 21st verse. <laughs> Excuse me. Job 22 and 21 reads, Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace thereby good will come to you. 
I'm going to read that again. Job 21 and 22 says, Thereby, now, excuse me, now acquaint yourself with him, with God, and be at peace. Thereby, good will come to you. He goes on to say to receive instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. Because if you return to the Almighty, you will be built up and you will remove iniquity far from your sins. Excuse me. We're talking about what you need in the wilderness. In the previous couple of lessons, we went over a few things that you need in the wilderness that God provided to the children of Israel when he brought them out of Israel. We understand that, again, you can be completely in the will of God and still yet find yourself in the midst of a wilderness. I am a witness. <coughs> Excuse me tonight. I've been bearing with uh, type of a, sort of an upper respiratory uh, condition, and while God has healed me, I'm still working with uh, some of the lingering effects, but yet we know that God is able. But one of the first things that God provided was direction. We understand that they traveled. They ended up, because of the disbelief, they ended up traveling in circles in the wilderness for 40 years for a trip that shouldn't have taken them no more than 40 days. God also led them by an indirect route for their own safety and protection. The next thing he provided for them was food. God fed them from on high with manna. The next thing he provided for them was water. You know that the body can go many days without food, but only a short while without water. And that brings us to where we are now. The next thing that God provided for in, in the wilderness was divine health. Now, this is important. Because, see, I'm a witness the enemy has been attacking my body for at least the past 20 years. I've been attacked with everything from high blood pressure to diabetes to cancer. And God has delivered me from all of those. But yet I'm still in the woods because I'm going through about now with, um, kidney failure. I do dialysis every day. Let me tell y'all something. That does not change the fact that God is real, that I love him, and that I serve him with every ounce of fiber in my being. <laughs> because it were it not for God, not only would I still be alive, but I still, I'd be dead and gone. I wouldn't be able to to even call upon his name, hallelujah. And I'm going to read a little something to you from here. It says, notice something else that Israel enjoyed in the wilderness. It was divine health. Now, just picture two million people in the, millions, in, in the vast wilderness, no direction, and all these people living in a mass community. Could you imagine the health issues that would take place. You know, they're in the middle of the desert. They don't have a lot of water. They don't have doctors or hospitals. Many of the things that we enjoy today that we actually take for granted. But the Bible says, yet from the youngest to the oldest, 
He brought them out, and there was none feeble among his tribes. That's in the book of Exodus. But it was because while they were in the wilderness, God provided a steady diet that was provided directly by his hand. Listen, I don't care what your wilderness experience is right now, what it looks like. God has provided you a steady diet of his word. He provided you a steady avenue of prayer. He's provided you even a steady supply of his own spirit. These are the things that ensure your divine health, even when you don't feel it in your body. We've got to understand, first of all, as long as you can understand natural truth, you can begin to understand spiritual truth. And, and, and God allows us to go through things because we've got to understand that, first of all, nothing that occurs to us is by chance or by accident, but it's by divine providence. God allows us to go through things because he needs us to know at the end of the day he is still our source. See, God loves you, but God just doesn't love us in lip service. God loves us by action. One of God told me many, many years ago that love isn't love until you give it away. It's very easy to talk a good one. It's very easy to tell someone I love them. But how many know that that your love, the amount of love that you have is going to be tested because there's going to come time when God is going to require you to show your love. We've got to understand that to truly love another person the way God requires to, first of all, it requires faith. Love, just like faith, is an action word doesn't mean anything as long as it's still in spoken form. But once it's in spoken form and backed up with action, then it becomes real. And the only thing that's going to get you through a vast wilderness is love. It's divine love. Because, let's face it, we live in a modern world. And it's not perfect. There are things that go on. First of all, we got to remember whose we are and who we are. we got to remember that we are in the world, but we are not of the world, because we belong to an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing God. The Bible says that he brought them out, and there was none feeble among his tribes. But think about the picture. They began to have troubles. They brought trouble on themselves when they began to complain about everything, and they even had to never want to go back to the food that they ate while they were slaves. These are the things that we have to be aware of, especially in this day and in this time, because the influence of the enemy is everywhere. Make no mistake about it. The Word of God is coming to pass right before our eyes every single day, every moment, every day. And all we've got to do, thanks. All we've got to do is pay attention to the word around us 
continue on in our steady diet of the Word, and then take a look at the world around you. You'll see God's hand. You'll see the Word of God coming to pass everywhere you look. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got to understand that it's time out, truly time out for us to stop playing with God's people. We've got to stop playing church and actually be the church. <coughs> Excuse me. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Too many of us don't understand the difference between uh, the physical church and the makeup of the four walls and the gathering of people. We don't understand the difference between that and the spirit of the church. Now, God is a spirit, and he tells us that we must worship him in spirit and truth. He doesn't tell us that we have an option. But he tells us we must. It's not a request. It is a command. And if God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth, then it also stands to even reason that his church is also spirit. Jesus says, except you be born again of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. God's called out his ecclesia. His spiritual Israel is the real church of God. I don't care how much we colorize and make it look good. I don't care how many programs we have. When it's all said and done, first of all, if you go into that particular setting and you leave the same as you came, you just wasted time, breath, and energy anyway. But that's a whole other matter. The truth of the matter is, that it's not enough in this day and age to be in the church, but rather the church has to be in you. And by the way, we've got to understand something. When it comes back down to that love, that divine love is going to take us through. The Bible also says that God is love and we're children of that love. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm telling you on a daily basis, if you're unsure, if you're unclear whether or not <laughs> excuse me, that you have that. There's a state in this life that you can be in where you're walking without love. Check your love meter on a daily basis. Because if you're not willing to take from yourself for the betterment of someone else, real love seeks the betterment of others and everyone else around them first. God gives us to live a life of intercession. By loving on everyone else around us, the Bible says that divine law requires that we reap what we sow. So if you're living your life by sowing love to everyone else around you, that's what you're going to get back. The Bible says, be not deceived. Tell them not, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall, shall he also reap. So while you're going through your wilderness period, if you've gone into that wilderness period, and you've been spreading seeds of love, you've been sowing love, you've been feeding on a daily uh, diet of the Word and of prayer and of, of, of Scripture and communion with, communion with God, then <coughs> while you're in the midst of that wilderness, you're going to receive that love, and that love is going to carry you through that wilderness. <coughs> Excuse me. None of us are immune from the persecutions and the trials of life. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, 
Hallelujah. But God shall deliver them from them all. So whatever it is you're going through, just hold on. Continue to check your love meter and feed on the feast of, on, on, on the love of God that God provides. Because while you're going through this wilderness, everything, all men of hell are going to come against you. It's just like a lot of us, that we need to learn different, we need to learn important lessons here. Uh, I'll, 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 um, I'll use myself for example. When I got saved, and God took away all of the desires and the taste of different things from my mouth, the alcohol and the weed and various other drugs and things like that, God replaced it with a natural desire of hunger and fellowship. So when I got more into the church, when I grew more in God, come on now, let's keep it real, especially for us African-Americans as black folk. One thing we all know that we love to do while we fellowship is to eat. So we would go, we would, we'd be in church till late at night, and then we leave church, and the first thing everybody want to do is go and eat. And the only problem with that is too many of us didn't exercise proper discernment on how to feed and what to put into our bodies and our temples. Because, again, too much of anything can be a bad thing. And when you're not gauging it with the wisdom of God and the love of God, even for self, things can become bad. So the lesson here is that those of us that get off into too much fast food and things like that, it leads to things like the elements that I've suffered, the heart disease, the cancer, the diabetes. And these are the things that God does not intend for us to be our main staple. What the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. <laughs> Excuse me. God knows our limitations and our weaknesses better than we do. But when we're continually feasting on the Word and are fasting and according with God's Spirit, God gives us wisdom and discernment on how to proceed on our bodies. But when we turn that gaze down and we go full steam ahead the way we want to, we reap the results of that. It's not because God desires punishment. But it's because God loves us enough to allow us to bump our head so that we can look back to him. We're talking about going through wildernesses, wildernesses, periods and things like that. You've got to understand that God is bigger than the wilderness. He's in the wilderness. The Bible says that he led them safely by day with a pillar of cloud. And he covered their backs at night by a pillar of fire. It can be dark and lonely in the wilderness. You can lose your direction very easily. But God's bigger than the wilderness. He knows where you need to go. The Bible says that in Psalms 119, I believe in 130, that thy word is a lamp unto my path, a light unto my feet, and a lamp unto my path. We are living in dark times. And the only light we have is the light from heaven. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that these are times that we can't look to one another. I don't care how much we love one another. We're finite beings. We've got to look to the originator of love. 
Because his love is the only thing that's going to carry us and sustain us. Can you imagine taking your car and pouring five pounds of sugar into the gas tank and then complaining that it won't run? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. See, again, I'm a witness. I've, I've, I've suffered from a lot of the inherited family diseases and things. And God has allowed me to go through a lot of this, but God has also taught me a lot during all this time. See, when we endure all these health problems and run in our families, or even when, you know, and I'm a witness of this, even when your, your change is strange, your money is funny, and so the economy forces you to eat foods that are cheap, but not necessarily good for you. We've got to understand that we'll always still have choices. God understands that we can still go to him. We can still have confidence and believe that even when we're sick and we are not willing to experience laying on our bed of affliction, that if we pray the prayer of faith, that God will save the sick. I mean, that's First Peter 2 and 9 tells us that if we call for the elders and have them anoint us with oil and pray the prayer of the faith that God will raise the sick up, and if he has committed any sin, God will forgive him. The Bible says the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We've got to put ourselves in position to receive and to endure the leading of the Lord, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we don't want to. It's not our will, but Lord's will to be done. And ours is to simply say, yes, Lord, and obey. When Israel actually went into the promised land, God told them to serve the Lord. He said, and he will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of you and fulfill the number of your days. That's according to Exodus 23 and 25 through 26. He gave them the laws, the dietary laws to live by. Now, the difference is that day they had written law as well as ceremonial law. These days, the Bible, God says that he will, He did away with the ceremonial law. And he, he He did away with our hearts of stone and gave us hearts of flesh. And he put his law himself directly into our hearts by way of his spirit so that he can govern us. Amen. See, we don't have to sacrifice 
and give up the blood of, of, of bulls and goats to find a tumble with God. All we've got to do is look to him and obey him and follow his lead. Greater is he that's in you than greater is he that's in the world. And according Amen. to Ephesians 3.20, the Bible says that to him who is able to do with sitting abundantly above all that you can think or ask, according to what? According to Amen. the power Amen. that is already at work in you. Thanks of God, we have everything we need because God didn't create no junk. We're fearfully and wonderfully created. We're created in His image and His likeness. We're created. We are, the Bible says that we are the apple of His eye. So just because on, you look on, up man, and you God. find yourself in a wilderness does not mean that God does not care about you. It does not mean that He's not there with you. It does not mean that He's not loving you. It does not mean that He's left you hanging out to dry. But rather the opposite. He's there because he needs to show you his love for you. He's there because he needs to show you his power that he's already placed within you because you have the power to overcome. Never again will you be the tail. You'll always be the head and not the tail. Never again will you be beneath, but rather above. That's according to the word and the will of a God that we serve. Amen. But we're going to go through storms. We're going to go through periods of darkness in our life. We're going to go through wildernesses because, again, we can't afford to get our heads too big. We can't afford to begin to think that we're doing something Amen. ourselves. We can't afford to begin to think Amen. more about ourselves or more highly about ourselves than we ought to think. Yes. But rather, we need to continuously seek to humble ourselves. I'm a witness. God has brought me through hmm. some mighty incredible things in my life. He's brought me through a lot of heartache and pain, hmm. but he's brought me so much joy and peace. And I'm going to tell you all the truth. No matter what I've gone through in this life, no matter what I have to go through, I wouldn't like the old folks to say, I wouldn't trade my journey for nothing. Because through it all, I know peace that I never would have found without God in my life. I know a peace that surpasses, hallelujah, all understanding. The Bible says that he keeps us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Believe it or not, yes, you face very real situations in your life. But please understand that in every real that every that's that very real situation, you have an even bigger and realer God yes. who's more well than able and Amen. equipped to bring you or to give you ability to overcome that situation. In fact, at the end of the day, in any given situation, your biggest injury and your biggest injury, your biggest stumbling block is always going to be you. We've got to understand that while we're enduring, God is building and carrying and lifting us up. Just like God carried the children of Israel through the wilderness, he's still yet carrying each and every one of us. We 
you've got to understand something tonight that uh, things may not always appear to be the way you want them. They might always go the way you want them. Amen. But just like the song says, he knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes can't see. So instead of complaining, I'll just look toward heaven and say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. There's meaning and significance to the words that you allow to come out of your mouth. Jesus said it's not what goes into the man that defiles him, but what comes out, because what comes out comes directly from your heart, from your spirit. And if you've got a lot of love in your spirit, if you've got the faith in your spirit, if you've got the nurturing and the word of God in your spirit, that's what's going to come out when you need it. That's what's going to expand the protection of God around you, expand the power of God that equips you to handle whatever coming your way, whatever you're going through, wherever you're at. I'm not speaking from a glass tower tonight. I'm telling you not what I think, but what God has allowed me to come to know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've always found out sometimes even the highway, the more I thought I knew, the more God showed me that I didn't know. The more I thought that I was leading myself, the more God showed me, no, I'm here with you. For those of you uh, gentlemen and men, your heads of your household, you got to understand this day and age, God is looking to raise up men, godly men. I'm not talking about someone who's pretending to be a boy. Most of us don't even know what a man is until we find God. Now, I'm going off subject here for just a second, but God has put this in my spirit to say this to somebody tonight. Whoever you are, you've been going through your whole life. You've been going through motions of people-pleasing and doing this and doing that, trying to gain respect and admiration from people. But please understand something, that when God created man, he created man in his likeness and his image. And there were certain things that were meant only for man to do. But Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time for the man of God to stand up and take his place as builders of the kingdom so that the woman of God can find her rightful place beside, because if you don't, you keep leading, and I mean, you keep praying and not leading, you're going to find yourself that the woman of God is going to walk right on past you and take over a position that's supposed to be, that was divinely created for you. I don't know who that was for, but... 
God is letting us know that it's time for us in particular to stop playing because the day is here now to come back and he's going to raise his remnant up. And God has a remnant that's reserved unto him to bring forth out of this world. Our job is to make it out of this world alive and to build a kingdom and so that it expands and it includes as many souls as possible. This is not playtime. This is not stopping guest time. This is time to be serious about being about the Father's business. But if you find yourself faltering at every turn and every wave that hits you, and you find yourself wandering in the wilderness, and you can't see the direction that God is giving you, stop wherever you are. Fall on your knees, lift your hands and your heart to heaven, and call out to the living God because he's there and he's provided everything that you need. Sometimes we get so caught up with pain and sorrow and things and don't fool yourself into thinking that it can't happen to you. I was one of those people I thought to myself that, you know, I just don't believe that anything could depress me or things like that. But I'm going to tell you something. Keep on living. There are things that will hit you and rock you to your core when you can't even pray for yourself. And it's in those times and those moments that the God that you have put into your heart is going to automatically kick in. See, God works like this. Man's limitation is God's opportunity. The Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I don't know why it's so strong in me tonight for somebody else, but we've been talking about this wilderness thing because, again, I'm speaking from experience. And, beloved, I just want to see somebody else encouraged. I want to see somebody else make it. Doesn't mean that I still don't have my storms and go through my wilderness experience. Pastor Ellis can tell you that I've been through some things and still yet going through some things, but I've never faltered in God. I haven't been perfect. I've, uh, I, I, I can't even lie and say that I've passed every single test. But what I can tell you is this at the end of the day, I know that God has not left me. He has not forsaken me. Therefore, I dare not leave him. I feel like Job a lot of the times these days. Job said that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. We're all facing these things, but we've got to understand that the Bible says that the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to he who endures until the end. He tells us again to be not weary in well-doing. For in due season ye shall reap much if ye faint not. And right now, the word of the day <laughs> is divine health. Even if your body is racked with pain, as long as your spirit is alive in God, you got everything you need. I don't know about you, 
but I've been to far too many funerals over the last year, year and a half, even more. And the reality is that people are leaving here. You don't know when you're going to breathe your last breath. So you need to do right now everything you can while there's breath in your body to get your spiritual bags packed. <laughs> Excuse me. One thing is for sure. We can't stay here. This is not our home. And there was a cry we used to say back in the day in the club when it was time to shut down at the end of the night. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the you-know-what up out of here. Well, it's the same thing here. You point toward heaven. You ain't got to go home to heaven, but you got to get up out of here. <laughs> Amen. Be prepared and be ready to go. God bless you. We love you. Pray for us as we pray for you. Yes. Again, this is Elder Kerry Williams. Elder Kerry Williams, Ministry of Saginaw, Michigan. You can reach me by phone. 989-890-1875. You can reach me by email. Elder Kerry Williams at Delta.edu. You can go to my website, Kerry Williams Ministries. But I, I, I seriously would love to have some feedback from some of you. We would like to know that someone is yet praying with us. Amen. This isn't a solo thing. We're all in this thing together. The Bible says iron sharper iron. Amen. And I got to tell y'all, I am I am no island. I don't know it all. I don't know it all. I don't profess Amen. to know it all. I love to discuss mm. and divulge and to dig into the Word of God Amen. with the people of God. Amen. If you have any questions, if you have anything that you want to teach me, Amen. please feel free to contact me. God bless you tonight. We're going to go ahead and close this thing out. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we yes. thank you for another block of time in your presence, oh God. We understand that you aren't regulated by time, but we are. You created for our benefit, oh God. We take it not for granted, for you tell us to redeem the time because the day is evil. So God, we give this time to you, and we thank you for those that are in attendance. We thank you for the hearts and the minds that are with us tonight. And as we leave this service, but certainly not from your presence, oh God, we ask that you can either bless, keep, and protect each and every one of these loved ones. Bring us back to the appointed place at the appointed time without hurt, harm, or danger to anyone. Yes, Lord. Please know we thank you for your son, Jesus' name. We pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. God bless you all and good night. Amen. Amen. Well, you guys just heard from a mighty man of God, Elder Kerry Williams, out of Saginaw, Michigan. Very sincere word. You know, I pray that you take heed to the word that, uh, that he spoke on tonight. He's always a great, good, he's always a powerful man of God, always a great friend of mine, always will be. You know, I saw the sincerity in his heart, despite of, but 
you'll see them once again, or you hear from them once again on Friday this coming um, Thursday. We got a team discussion that's going to be taking place. We'd love for you guys to join us right here at Harvest New Light Church and Harvest New Light Street, uh, Harvest New Light Studios. Uh, in the uh, Apostle Charles Ellis. We're going to sign off here tonight. Don't want to even add on to that word. That's just a great word. Elder Kerry Williams Ministry. You got the number. You got his email. Give the man of God a call and uh, hear what he has to say that's coming through the Spirit. God bless. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.